0: It's the 11th of October. You're listening to The Big Kickoff. Welcome to the big kickoff on Liffey Sound 96.4 FM We had a few fights over the weekend And if Ireland don't win this weekend We'll have a few more Jeez. David, will we ever talk about Ireland or will we leave this one?
1: We can't talk about Ireland, it's only an hour We haven't got enough time yeah. <laughs> We haven't got enough time, move on
0: Mate, Well, we've a
1: middle slot that we can t- we're allowed, We should set a time of two minutes quick fire round and move on
0: because yeah, otherwise
1: when Lydia is on I don't care I don't Roy Keane about. or Conor McGregor oh, Who'd win the fight oh, 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 I'd love to see that <laughs> One of them where they both throw at the same time And knock each other out That'd be beautiful
0: <laughs> <laughs> Glenn welcome to the show again Yeah, How are you hanging around so long? It's like I a bad know. smell he is Look at him oh, Cheers for that <laughs> <laughs> Don't he's sensitive he's sensitive Okay what have we got in the show Dave?
1: Sorry, I'm just sipping on some coffee here. We have Jack Chew here beside us uh, of Cabin Teeley, and he's about to take on the the Dublin Martin with his brother for Pieda House. So we're going to talk to him about uh, how much Matt is... Uh, put it this way, him and Matt are taking it on, so it'll be a bit of a sibling rivalry, wouldn't it be? Will you stick together and then do a little sprint at the end just to say you won?
2: Yeah, we might do it towards the end. <laughs> but, uh, we've been training together the last couple of months, so it's going to be our first long run together, so... We're going to do it together hopefully try and get in about four hours but just to, just to finish it itself will happy be, be good, you know
1: so we've got that coming up now in the next few minutes and then we have some general news that goes on and then we have lydia Dall of did i get that out right yeah uh for uh, uh, I, was con- I was i was too busy concentrating on that mma connect to obviously talk about something <laughs> that happened on saturday that we all know about correct that's it. it. That's it. Now let's say because right. otherwise that's another hour that we can't get. What's your tune of the day? Uh this is a uh, Glenn's choice. This is Chase and Abby with talk to me. Okay. Long time for the beast now. No time for the slow down Man, I do it for the long
3: route?
1: Yeah, I'm in a girl, no doubt What you want, you don't have to shout One sec, trying to win a crowd Trying to listen, trying to make it proud I remember all the risks, yeah Long time for the piss now No time for the slow down
0: And welcome back to the big kick-off on Lippy Sound, 96 That's choices
1: yeah, now do you know Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were
0: just saying to Chase, now we only have three songs, but... Uh, now we know our tour. I think we played them all. <laughs> uh, if you want to contact us, it's 0870627138. And, of course, if you want to contact us on social media, we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And it's the big kickoff, 96.4 at gmail.com. Okay, listen, we're delighted to uh, welcome Jack Chu, Kevin Tealy's great defender...
2: I will go okay, I go. Yeah, great, okay, yeah great. slash free. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, Jack, along with his brother Matt, have <laughs> set a challenge for themselves to run the Dublin Marathon yeah. and raise at least fifteen hundred for Peter House. Jack, welcome to the big kickoff. Good, thanks for having me. No hey problem. Well. Listen, Jack, we go straight into Marathon talk. Yeah, kill, I believe isn't? the marathon wasn't your bright idea. Who kind <laughs> who kind of nudged you into it?
2: It wasn't an idea of me or Matt, to be honest. So last Christmas. My dad rocks up to the house, card in his hand the same, where's the present? Open the card up. There's a, the thing for the Martin. He signs it up two years up. So we're thinking himself, oh, we've a long year ahead now. But it's a good <laughs> challenge for both of us. We haven't both have never run before, so to do a Martin first time round will be good stuff. So um, were you ex- we were
0: you excited by it, or what, what was your initial thoughts?
2: Well, we were looking forward more to the Christmas dinner and then we we're gonna think about it later yeah, sure oh, grand. <laughs> yeah, that's what we were thinking, it's gonna be Miles away, but geez, it came in quick, so We've started a good bit of training now and we're coming towards the end of it, so at least this weekend we're going for...
1: How would you find the training mixing with uh, during the season? Because obviously you can't exactly be running for 10 or 15 miles a couple of days before a a big game.
2: No, yeah, to be honest, I was coming towards the end of my season and I was trying to do a bit of training um, for the marathon, but it's tough to get it in because on a Monday night I'd be training, Tuesday working, um, Wednesday night training and then Friday night game, so... If I done a tr- uh, marathon training any of them days, I'd be wrecked for a football training, which is more important, or a mm. match on a Friday night. So I really had to look after myself because I didn't want to get any injuries because I was playing every game towards the end of the season as well. So now that the season's over, I'm able to do that bit more and push myself a bit mm. more. You know,
0: and you might be fresh as well, and not over yeah. overran as well.
2: Yeah, exactly. So. I'm trying to boost you up just in case <laughs> you that wall too early.
0: So <laughs> yeah. wh- wh- how far have you trained to? What's the? Uh,
2: so we've all done up to 25k. Um, We're doing last week in the Phoenix Park around town and a bit in a marathon route. So we've done a bit of the route so far. This Sunday morning we're looking to do thirty k. Hopefully get two thirty k's in before um for the big day. Yeah.
3: <laughs> like uh, a lot of people say, yeah, not to run the full marathon before you yeah, actually yeah. run the marathon. like, what would what would your opinion on that? Will you will you just go to the thirty k or will you push it on a bit further?
2: Yeah, I don't know. To be honest, my dad's done a couple, and me and Matt have never done it before, so. 25k was tough enough as it is. I think we're gonna try to keep it around to 30, 30, you know, 30 on end of the day, with the buzz of the crowd and Yeah, that, once like, you're in it. Yeah, yeah. with the buzz of the crowd and everyone else running with you, hopefully it won't be as hard as the training. the training and you're on your own. So, it can be tough, and you're constantly thinking about the pain in your legs and that. But
0: do you think that your training is behind because you couldn't train as a a marathon runner would normally run, or do you think that because of yeah, your that's a good question. your fitness in football? That, that's kind of helped level that out
2: yeah so like Ma- Matthew was my older brother he's been training a bit for the marathon like while I was in f- my football season so I haven't really been able to do the long runs as that he was but I was training a good bit with um, football so I am still staying like fit enough but um, looking by the double marathon page we follow the Twitter page and the Instagram page of how mm. much he should be running per a week so at the minute we're on schedule with that so as long as we keep up with that we really should be fine so well let's hope for that <laughs> so and is your dad going to be in the marathon as well He's running with us as well, yeah. Not He's yet. just back from Kosovo, he was away with the Army the last uh, couple of months, so it be good to run up with him now too. Jeez. Yeah.
0: So, 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 As yeah. long as he doesn't beat us. I was <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, just going to ask that, uh, do you reckon you're going to beat him? Because he'd fancy it, I'd say.
2: Jeez, he has 30 years experience on me yeah, now, doesn't he? He'd fancy it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, What have you learned in your training that you wish you knew at the start of training? and you have a good
2: pair of socks have a good pair of runners and have to get Sox loads of blisters the last yeah. couple
0: of and how
1: are the, the old nips and all are you okay uh, do you get uh, any chafing um, right?
2: yeah, we, we're going to wear we're wearing like an Ireland t-shirt with Pieta House on it on the mm. day so I'm just hoping that the crest doesn't rub off the nipple I might have to get <laughs> Vaseline and
0: that <laughs> tape them up a little bit <laughs> yeah. That's um, did you did you get any injuries during the training or of course you'd be absolutely murdered by the football club if you did yeah. get any but was no. there any niggling things that
2: well, to be honest, at the start, I started my football season. I had a little small uh, ankle injury before I even done any marathon training, but then I was grand for the rest of the year. As I started taking on the marathon training, like doing longer and longer runs, I was getting a bit tired. With two or three games left, I ended up getting a bit of a hamstring strain. But I was able to see the season out, like playing games anyway, so I was grand. But um, at the minute now, I'm feeling good, like um, tightness, but that's really it, like yeah. Yeah. you
0: know. Uh, Matt, he's been training. Uh, is there? Uh, is there a competitive element between the two of you now? Or, is, 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 as Dave said, do you just go run over the line uh, close to Holding hands. <laughs> like, what, what I mean is, friends. It, it, are you friends for 20 miles? Or have you decided I just to do your own pace?
2: Yeah, no, because it's kind of the first one get I'm going to do it at our own pace, because like, there's lots of times during the train that, geez, I'm feeling bad or sluggish, and he's pulling me. He's going ahead, mm. and I'm trying to stay with him. Or the opposite way around, he's doing bad, and I'm going up a hill, and he's trying to stay with me, so... I think we're sort of pushing each other on, like, as well as my dad pushing us on, but because we haven't done it before, it's good to have someone with you, like, so you can at least talk to you during the run or whatever, and it takes your mind off the pain a bit.
1: The fact that it's in Dublin, will that make it easier for you because you kind of know where you're going, or does it make it harder because then you realise just how <laughs> long it is?
2: <laughs> yeah, well, that's what we were thinking because we were talking about, the other day we were training, we were in Chapel Lizard, and we were, then my dad was saying, oh, yeah, and then when you're over at UCD, and I'm like, geez, UCD's the other <laughs> of Dublin. <laughs> so... Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't think it's a good thing, but it'll uh, be good to run it in in, the, in our own city, like as well. I think it might it a bit easier running around Dublin with the crowd and
1: should it be family uh, spread around and stuff, just yeah, exactly, pushing you on at yeah, different stages, yeah. and you're in a bit of a lull, and all of
3: a sudden one of your mates there yeah, the buzz, is there or somebody is. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So now we're looking forward to the buzzing today because I think that'll get us get us through it more than yeah. more
3: than anything. Yeah. So like obviously you're running a marathon. It's, it's just as multi, just as much your mental preparation as it is physical preparation. So like you sound like you're going into this like. You are, you know, this is the tonne, perfect time for you to be running this. Like.
2: Yeah, exactly. I'm glad it's come where it has because I wouldn't have been able to do it during the season or anything like that. So it's good to have a couple of weeks off after the season and go straight into it. But that's why I think mentally it's more tough than anything because you're constantly running and just getting bored in your head and your head's telling you, oh, your body's sore, your body's sore. So it's wanting you to stop. But luckily enough, like, the training's helping us. So the mental side of it isn't coming too yeah. bad.
0: What about... Peter House, how come you chose Peter House as your charity?
2: Well, we, we were just wanted to do it for a charity at first, um, and we started thinking about what sort of charity we do for, and Peta House obviously big organisation, does lots of great work, especially in Lucan and obviously two Jamie Beans, Lucan United, um, yeah. matches, we've been involved in the last two or three years. You, so. You've been rubbish in them, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't able to make it this one, the one this year, so... Uh, uh, we had a good time last
0: year, but um, so did like you not come up a little worse for wear? That I one? remember I think I scored one of the winning penalties actually. Ah, that was kind of penalties and goals. He's one of them. That's a real defender, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so. You, Yeah, so Peter House is just something, and of course Jamie does, that, that match is obviously highly important to Jamie yeah, yeah. and everyone who surrounds Jamie, so it's just something. So you've got near, near the 1,500 now. Yeah, we're just underneath it, I think we were at 1,400 there yesterday, or
2: the day before, and I think it's nearly close to it now, so one little yeah. more pushing and we'll, and we'll be up to it, yeah.
0: And how can they help you, how can people donate if they, if they want to help out?
2: Yeah, so if you can go onto my Twitter page, it's uh, at Jack Two So it's not private; it's on a public page. So once you click onto that, there'll be a link on top of my page. Click into the link, and it's, you go from there. Yeah. Same with Instagram, my Facebook. So it's at
0: Jack Chute, That's all. Great fifty yeah. note, fifty quid notes all the way. Yeah. Dave's yeah, gonna sure. be straight on it. Of yeah, course. And silent.
1: Uh, I'll be the one them silent. I won't advertise Anonymous. it when I'm <laughs> trying. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, because yeah, two euros. Yeah. <laughs> Anonymous. Anonymous. <though. laughs> uh, your football. Obviously, you've uh, you, you went over to Derby when you were younger from uh, Cherry Orchard. What was der- what was what was it like over in Derby? Like, it, it, we don't have too many going <coughs> across the water anymore. Yeah, any anymore really. A lot, a lot or of making it uh, even, yeah, are yeah, making it. What what <coughs> way did you approach that? Especially because you came home. How did that feel? And when you went over, what was the thoughts before you went over? It's a bit like the, the American question. Is there anything you would do different uh, yeah. looking back?
2: Um, no, there's nothing i do different. I don't really have any regrets at all I've gone over. Like Before I went over, at 15, I was getting offered contracts from a few different clubs, um, Red and Ipswich, um, Derby. And then when I was younger, I got offered from Man City when I was 12 or 13, so that was way too young. But when I signed for um, Derby when I was 16... I knew it was going to be tough. Like, you look at the stats of how many lads go over and how many come back. I knew it could have been in that, but you're always thinking to yourself, jeez, I can be that 1%, why can't I be? Exactly. Yeah. So, you no, I was reading a thing there today about um, Stephen Bradley was talking in the independent, about mm. know, how many lads go over and how many come back, and uh, parents and players thinking, oh, I can be part of that 1%. But, sure, if you don't believe in yourself, who will? So, you got you got to believe. And I was looking at Derby as a club that I could push on from. I was looking on that Jeff Hendrick and... Mark O'Brien, Mark O'Brien's now at Newport County and Jeff's obviously with Burnley in Ireland and I was thinking, well, I can be like them. So when I first went over, Derby was a, um, a club that I thought could get into their first team because it was no reserves team, but it was straight from 18s into the, into the first team panel. They had quite a small squad and Nigel Clough, who was first team manager at the time, seemed to take a liking to me. He took me over training and that um, quite a lot. So I looked forward to it going over, but I always knew it was going to be tough, yeah. yeah.
0: Did, uh, what's your kind of daily routine over there? What Was the yeah, it's, route, yeah, there's a lot of stuff, because uh, if, if there's uh, a lot of people don't know, like, yeah, because yeah, there's a lot of stuff like you,
1: you, training you, for two hours and then in the bookies by one, yeah, <laughs> is, is there, then down to the crown of is five, there a five lot of spare points. Points?
2: yeah, there's way too much, especially when you're only a teenager, 16, 17.
1: And would you have been sent to like a school or do a couple of hours in, in any of them at that stage? To be honest, were you it's just,
2: just a token gesture, really. what they send you to college, so one day a week you do an hour at the club and then on a Thursday, that's on a Wednesday, and then on a Thursday, you do maybe half a day, nine to one o'clock uh, in college. You wouldn't wouldn't train on a Thursday. So on a normal day, you'd say go in, you'd go in at nine o'clock, train at 10 o'clock till 12, uh, 12 to one have your lunch, one to two gym session or else another session on the pitch. Mm. And then you're finished by one or two o'clock every day. So then when you get home, you're sitting in the digs on your own, really. Maybe you have one other lad, but you're with him at the club all day, so sometimes you want a little break from each other. Mm. You can either get pulled into the bookies or the pub. Luckily, I didn't get pulled into any, but you sort of sitting in the same room watching... Is that Netflix. still around, that element yeah, of it, yeah, is yeah, it? Yeah. A yeah. couple of lads now that I played with would have been mad into the bookies. Not not so much the pub, because the mm. game's moved on a lot, so yeah. you wouldn't be able to get away with it as much now. But just the bookies would be, yeah. So um, you find yourself just watching a lot on Netflix and PlayStation, but there's only so much that you can do like before
0: your head blows up. What yeah. do you think clubs could do to to help out younger players like that? Is there something that they could... Yeah. I know... Maybe help out with... Go back to YTS yeah, a maybe, bit more. Yeah, something. Maybe. I'm not too sure. What They didn't give you any sort of this programmes f- to do. They didn't ask you to go out and, you know... Help like you don't clean coach. the stadium
1: or anything like that, the way they used to do the boots. No, or
0: no, you do a
2: couple of jobs in the morning when you go in, like before training, so you've been at nine. You do a couple of jobs for that, maybe clean first-team players' boots or pump the balls up or whatever. That's only when you're a scholar. So when you're on a professional contract, you don't do any of that. But, um, yeah, they could really have someone looking after you outside the club because... Once you leave the club, there's no point of contact with the club. They don't really know what you're up to till the next. As long as you See show you up the next, next day. day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So when you were yeah. released, how again? Because it's the mental side of it. Yeah. How mentally did that affect you? Uh, did you think right? That's it, or did you think right? I'm gonna go back to Ireland. I could probably make it. Yeah. There?
2: No. I had mixed emotions. So when I was come back, I was really, I was really down like, because obviously I didn't have my leaving cert. And then you're going from a thing where. At 16, you're known a lot about in Ireland, everybody's known it, um, knows about you, you're playing at the top of your game, top level, then you come back and you're nobody in the League of Ireland, because mm. you haven't played in that platform yet, so you're sort of having to make, uh, make another name for, for yourself, yourself again. again. Exactly, yeah. so i makes mixed emotions, so at the start I sort of was like, I want to take a break from football, I had enough, but um, yeah, luckily my family kept pushing me on, Like I was like, go back to it, and then I found, found like that I wanted to play again, I joined that loan, I had a couple of offers now, with the Premier Division sides, but I wanted to play first team every week, so... I went to Athlone in the first division, and I did do that. And uh, then just playing again, playing again, regular, made me maybe me a little bit again, like. Yeah,
0: so from Athlone to Shelburne, start yeah, right, yeah, to and Shells. then and now at Captain what's Capendale like as a club?
2: Yeah, it's a ground club. Um, really young players, but they're doing everything right. To be honest, all the staff in the background and everything. Um, they seem quite the patient about yeah. it, and not trying to rush yeah, into the not, Premier right. and yeah, exactly. throw a lot of money around. so you look at most of the league of Ireland clubs. Half of them are in debt. or are even more, you know. So I think Camtayli are looking at it in the way like to build up slowly. Like I know I've seen a the thing there that they finished higher each year, one place each year. Like, but yeah. Um, yeah. they're slowly making steps forward, you know. And I think that's the right staff and we've a young squad. We think we need a few more experienced lads, but I think they're going in the right direction.
0: Have you seen much of the underage? So it's seventeens, nineteens in, in Camtayli at all? Do they mix at all?
2: The nineteens were training the same way like, as us. Okay. So. If we wanted to take a couple of players up to training, which we have done, we've had a, a lot of lads come through the nineteens this season. Um, Luke, Lucas, Jack Hudson, they're just a couple of lads that are playing for DIT with me as well, but they've come through the nineteens. So having them train around us on the same night helps because we can just bring them into the squad if we need them for a match day or if they're good if they're good enough. Yeah. As for the seventeens, I know Pat Devlin, our manager, goes to watch a lot of seventeens and fifteens games and keeps an eye on that because I think Cabin have one of the biggest
3: um, they yeah, uh, it's very yeah, very yeah. big. I I always would have thought of Cavintili as more of a a, a youth club, yeah, more got of a, lot of youth good, a senior yeah. a senior club. With the with the club, do they from schoolboy
0: the DDSL? Do they are they looking to give that path all the way through? Then because obviously you would have the likes of Bowes who don't have it, so they brought Kevin's on board. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cabin Tilly already had that set up, so that's probably a, a plus yeah. It's for good them.
2: for them because obviously the young lads who are playing in under 10s, 11s, 12s they're already linked with Cabin Thiele so they won't be in to aim for anyway. as well yeah exactly so they can look up to the first team they can go to the first team games on a Friday night as opposed to Kevins they're sort of wondering who they're going to go to or whatever like that like so in a
1: couple of years time that's exactly what this is about like when you have lads who are if there's a third team at some point or whatever like there's a way forward and it's not just all about this golden ticket to England That yeah, yeah, no, I think is it's so idea, hard to yeah. get you've, there's nothing wrong with the Premier Division or the First Division for that matter do you know what I mean yeah,
2: one of a few good steps that the FAO yeah. has taken in the last yeah. couple of years, to be honest, mm-hmm. regarding the League of Ireland. It gives players a pathway towards the first team and just get a bit of structure and into, into and the I And I
0: think Stephen Bradley, I think that's the angle he was coming from. You don't have to go to England, that there is a yeah. pathway yeah. through yeah. to learn your trade and then go across. Exactly. Instead of th- jumping one big step, at, uh, as, as you did and many have done, and yeah. come back. Now, to be give you credit, You've been strong enough to be able to go back into the League of Ireland and st- start to rebuild. Yeah. There's been yeah. a lot who have been Drop so out, disheartened have yeah. just mm. dropped their Yeah, no, there's a lot of like,
2: good lads a lot of good players that that have fallen out of football like true coming back from England, and you just they fell out all over the game, like
1: and obviously there's the pull of, there's a lot of guys that go over still now that are in their early 20s and get brought back over. Is it, is it more common when you're playing, do you know when they're out there being watched and scouted or is it? do you find that there's more of an interest and there's more whispers around that who's floating around watching players yeah. because it's there's such an influx of, as I said, young League of Ireland players now moving over to England compared to the way it was years ago?
2: Yeah, I think, to be honest, the most of the um, Friday night games in the League of Ireland there's someone there watching, whether it's an agent or yeah. a scout or someone who knows somebody. If you're playing well, that the word travels very really quick. As you saying, like you see, what lads going over every year from the League of Ireland going over, and some of them making a good impression, like the Grangeborg and uh, Shawnee McGuire and stuff like that. So
1: plus a lot of the guys have already been there and come back and kind of almost nearly got the confidence yeah. slash bit of experience back, and they can just go back ready made compared to going yeah. as fifteen or sixteen.
2: Somebody was saying to me a while ago. I remember um, they were talking about Sean McGuire, So he was over at West Ham as a youth. Mm. Came back to Dundalk when Dundalk weren't, um, they were sort of going to the level that they are now. But he wasn't getting into the squad, mm. and um, then he went to Cork and started banging the goals in. And then him. last year he was nearly going to the World Cup of Ireland. So that's how yeah, quick yeah. he can turn. For you, you know, yeah, it's, it's crazy.
0: Bad, yeah. One last question before we take a break: uh, Has your dad refereed any of your League of Ireland guys? <laughs> <laughs> is he allowed? He's not allowed. But <laughs> I was about to say. Yeah, he yeah. actually ref.
2: Uh, we had a friendly last week, DIT against Blanche. Was he tough and he, and yeah. It was his first game back after um, a few months away with the army and I tell you it was a bit dodgy and was a bit slow getting <laughs> on <around> the pitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, me Woody, I you have that. no problem <laughs>
0: sending you yeah, off, would
2: he? I think he goes against me when we're playing all the yeah. time. So that's yeah, yeah, always definitely. the way. Isn't <laughs> it? They always go a little bit harder. <laughs> yeah. We never
0: Is touched him. Yeah. We're going to take a break. Uh, maybe you'll hang around and talk a little bit of football with us for the next 10 minutes or so. Yeah, that'd be good, all right. Stuff, yeah. Okay, back after the break.
3: You're listening to Liffey Sound on 96.4 FM.
0: And welcome back to the big kickoff on Liffey Sound 96.4 FM. Again, it's 0870627138 if you want to contact us. Uh, Jack two has stayed with us uh, just, so we, have, just so we can have an expert. Yeah, that's really it. <laughs> And um, We go into the Premier League, Dave. Yeah. We have a little quick three-minute look over. Liverpool
1: City was actually surprising. It was still a decent game and it was still entertaining, but it was just surprising that I think no, like some crafty bugger out there probably put a few quid in nil all, but I don't think anyone really expected that. But um, they were. it was a proper top-of-the-table clash. They both kind of were a bit cagey, throwing a few jabs, but not really committing. No one else cares,
0: okay? <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you think that is because... Mourinho or not Mourinho yeah it's his fault it is his fault (laughs) everything's his fault do you think it's because he was being cagey because his his results against Liverpool haven't been favourable and he wanted to make sure well for Guardiola 100% because
1: you've seen the famous clip now when he's in the dressing room with Goodison and he's already talking about the Champions League game and he's genuinely concerned about that front three But even Liverpool were a bit cagey because remember when they started playing out from the goalkeeper and it was obvious they were going to, like the midfield trade didn't push up the way they used to and it was very much, uh, let Fernandinho have it and I I was very surprised at that by Liverpool and in fairness they've been a bit like that all year so Mm. is Klopp trying to be a bit half and half now because he knows that over commitment can lose points so is he trying to find a happy medium? Yeah I think both
2: teams weren't uh, weren't as open as they have been you know so Obviously Liverpool dropped a lot of points last year against the so-called lower teams from mm. being that bit more open. So maybe he's just trying to be... Yeah, because it about. hasn't
1: been there all year, regardless of yeah. City. It hasn't been there. I'm just wondering, is he trying to find that medium because of that kind of 2-0 is still not yeah. enough at Liverpool yeah. if they're playing like that?
0: Well, maybe, Jack, just on that point, maybe if you're looking at from a Liverpool side of things, they're looking at City and they're thinking... Well, hold on. City had an unbelievable la- last year. They're not going to do that again. They're not going to demolish everyone the way they did 100%. last year. And they've already dropped points against the lower teams, which they didn't do last yeah, year. Yeah. So actually, and Liverpool look good as well. Ma- this year, maybe not losing against City, just not losing, was a great it was a good result. result. Yeah, exactly. you didn't know City will drop points.
2: That's what Liverpool have been going well, especially like in the Champions League and that as well. So I think it was important that they just kept the run going. And, yeah. and didn't I get suppose beaten, you know?
0: it, was, it was a tough L week
1: when you think Chelsea, Napoli, City. That's what I fair see. Fair enough.
2: It, their last or the last five, six games and another couple, three or four games, they're going to be very tough coming up. So mm. as long as they kept that going, I thought I thought it was a good result for them, to be honest. Yeah.
3: So is this a case of one point gained rather than two points lost? Possibly. Well, that's the way they're going to spin it now regardless. Yeah. I, think uh, both, though, yeah. I, I think for I think going into the match with both managers, are especially Klopp and would have been happy to come out with the draw and would have yeah. been playing to come out with it,
1: draw. It, it, it definitely seemed like it was more important not to lose that yeah. game from both sides, which is very unlike. Liverpool and City That's what mm. was the biggest Surprise about it yeah. that, uh, that, um, That's the way it went Rehad we had Marquez Penalty When you take a
0: ball Off somebody You better bury it You know and Did he take it off him though Well could see, But it was really. He actually went And got the ball And he turned around And he <laughs> standing On the penalty spot So he didn't even get the ball it. So he probably didn't deserve Shave it Shave that yeah.
1: moustache off Then you can take the peno.
0: Uh, it was believed that uh, Guardiola actually Mentioned that Marquez Should take the penalty yeah. Which okay. When the caption came up three out of, I think it's four out of the last six that yeah. he yeah. lost but Jesus is
1: something similar he's missed a couple as yeah, well so, yeah, so. Un- unfortunately Aguero were sitting on the bench but
0: good enough for Liverpool you would know, think all the technically ability are top yeah, top top you don't like to see that confusion top. for a penalty do you yeah, yeah, you yeah. want something to take and that be it like, yeah. 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 Um, quickly go over Man United uh, we all taught Marino it was Gass
1: the, the fa- very very famous game of two halves he was gone disgraced clueless Oh, you never know, they're all right, <laughs> you know. It's, it's like it again, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. But uh, Savage, Robbie Savage called it or something halfway through because he's, he's on his show, yeah. And he says something like about it, making a statement, and it's now or never kind of thing. But he, they were all they were having a go at him, but he was kind of like, It's now is the time to kind of stand up, and all of a sudden it was bang, bang, bang. Uh, I don't know. And Pog was saying the right things this week. Do you hear that? Oh, maybe he's right. It's hard to what did he say? It was real p- typical French. It's hard to get going again when you're already at in the stars oh yeah OE winning the World Cup something along them lines yeah. so he's starting to agree with some of what he said so you never know everyone's heard what we've
0: had to say Jack what do you what do you reckon about the whole thing? I time? think
2: that results after saving uh, oh, saving Mourinho big mm. time but I think looking on I still think that they're playing rubbish football at the minute like yeah. they're miles behind City and Liverpool and even Spurs so yeah. just papered over the cracks I, that's what I think yeah, I think it's just saved them for a couple of weeks and I still think he's this time's going to come. Yeah. I it's, think that's... yeah. It's you're his name right. this year. He has no excuses. Like it was Newcastle, it? wasn't yeah. it? Let's yeah.
3: face it. A, a case of when, not if. Mm, like two and all,
2: to be losing 2-0 at home to Newcastle.
3: That's what you need to
1: look at almost more so than the comeback because yeah. you got yourselves into that mess in the first place. Okay, let's forget about matches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, keep it like... Keep it like... Right, Ireland. <laughs> okay, Um... Just <laughs> on the just on the rest. Arsenal actually. Ch- Chelsea Arsenal Arsenal who are on nine games in a row. What do you reckon, boys? Now, are they are they are they in the top four mix or yeah, even better? The, the nine games in a row is a little misleading because no, yeah. two of them are in the Champions League against not so strong teams. One yeah. was in the The League Cup yeah. or whatever it's called. Still though, it's a nice so. habit. But it is it is a good habit and it was a great win. Was it five one? A lot it? of goals. Obama so, and Lacazette looking good. Um it, if you were to pick a top four, Jack, who do you think could get through and what order? City to win it. <laughs> did
1: you all hear
2: that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a Spurs fan myself, but I think Ooh. Liverpool are gonna come second, Spurs third, and Arsenal fourth. I don't did think.
1: Do you think Chelsea will slip out?
2: Yeah. Ooh,
0: that's because he's followed Spurs. So no,
2: like it's a bit skewed,
0: yeah. is it? Um, if Arsenal show this form, it's Arsenal, gonna be yeah, a really I think good are going form. Arsenal
2: gone well at the minute. Obviously it'll be between them and well, it could be between them and Spurs and Chelsea too for the for the four places. But did Spurs need to buy someone in the summer? think so, yeah. You sort of need to have to, you have to freshen it up, don't Where? you? Where?
0: Because if you uh, look at I'd the team, it's actually very a very well good, balanced solid team. Balanced. Uh, we have a great
2: squad, but at the end of the day, you still want someone to come in. I think we could have done with somebody to back up Harry Kane on that level. Who would the you The last couple of years, would we've seen like in? Loriente. Who was the one with Jansen before him? Yeah, nobody's f- really been able to fill fill yeah. in for Harry Kane. When and and it's out. a lot of
0: pressure when you come in. You yeah. know you're probably only in for the game. You need yeah, to always score a hat It's also uh, a job that if you were told that you're going to play second fiddle to Harry Kane, you'll probably play a handful of games for the uh, year. Would you be moving to Spurs? Would you be? Yeah, yeah. Would you be take that on? Yeah. So I think they're in a tricky situation because he's never getting dropped ever. Uh, uh, Spurs don't tend to
1: do it, but I think Spurs are at that stage now where it's almost like you need to try and go and get the star. If you know what I mean, more yeah, so it's a on great balance, out. but is it time to try and plop that little superstar in the middle or
0: whatever he may be to really push him on? Um, what about manager of not only this year but of the last probably ten years, Eddie Howe? For Bournemouth mm. unbelievable job and he's not minute. Getting, he should be people should be throwing gold at him because he's yeah. the world's greatest manager ever yeah and he wasn't even linked with the
2: England job there no. last year or nothing was he no, no.
0: Not, not at all. so when
1: people are going oh who's going to come in for Mourinho there's plenty out there well mm. they're literally next door oh, to said
0: you it, I said it last year that uh, uh, Eddie Howe for Arsene Wenger to go in because mm. he's he, he would be now there's a lot more pressure at the top club because you have to win all the time yeah. Yeah. but he has proven that getting the team from League 2 all the way up mm. on mm. no budget whatsoever nearly crumbling uh, I've nothing but respect For, for uh, Eddie Howe. 100% Okay Republic of Ireland Ugh. Two big games Coming up this week <sighs> Yeah um, Shane yeah. Long A doubt oh, Apparently he's God. back
1: Training today It looks like he's yeah. okay It looks like he's okay uh, Ericsson Is all of a sudden Not quite so bad So it's like after the cost Right. he's a stomach problem or something okay but uh, they still think he might miss saturday
0: but not the second game okay and Gareth bale is maybe fit for ireland game though. i'd say so i say he will be but sure if he's if he's a bit dodgy we'll take that yeah
3: like <laughs> if, if you're carrying t- carrying the team which you nine know, times out of ten he does end up carrying Wales. Well yeah. and oh and they need not, him and you're not at like full fitness level you know it it, it it's good for ireland mm.
0: yeah mm. your synopsis on ireland in general
2: where do I start? <laughs> you five minutes. We need a, uh, We just we need a whole new fresh fresh bunch of lads coming in. We're going to the stage where we're using old talent like Shane Long and whoever else. Shane Long, Stephen Moore, These lads are sort of past. I think we need a couple of new lads coming in from the twenty ones. To fill in there, but it was like. Like, was should about,
1: you be ruthless and bring in the likes of your Cunninghams and Doherty I would,
2: like, even the likes, I know I don't want to talk about Rice, but they should have brought him in ages ago. Yeah. Even like the likes of Ronan Curtis. I know he's scoring goals in League One for Portsmouth, but. And the League One, it's League One, but at least he's scoring goals. It's better than what Shane Long's been doing the last two just or three to, years. You know?
1: Just to cover ourselves as well, a bit like the way Wales and even Scotland do it. The likes of your man Nolan at Inter Milan, I'm not saying maybe right to the first team, but would you yeah. not promote him up a couple of years, even to under 21, going to kind of hammer at home that he's. He's ours, yeah. If you know what That's I mean, it, yeah. and the there's a lot are, of Bayern Munich. Am I right in saying that with the seventy? Uh, he's had to coming out last week saying gone that someone. Luxembourg, like, isn't yeah. He?
0: They, it's yeah, yeah kidding. because yeah, so we haven't gotten that. Got does them that them. not show where we are now that we're They're losing we're looking players, for players to Luxembourg?
1: Yeah. Like I, at this stage, wouldn't have a problem go ah, put them straight in. And mm. um, we'll. we'll so sure, we'll, what do we have to like, lose? We'll find a way.
2: More or less friendly, floor friendly. Should look at Ampadu?
1: with. Yeah. He's not playing at the minute, but he's straight in because. They, you have to, and it's in off order here. to hold him,
3: and it's paying off. Like all it is, it's it's, it's the realism that he has to start is like it's five minutes at the yeah. end. Put yeah. him on the bench, and yeah. Get save kept. your last last. Yeah. Put him on for five minutes. now. like, if we had it on that, we wouldn't be but in. Th- I think the scenarios problem is we are, that are now.
0: Emil is a very loyal, over loyal yeah. manager, and he will play. He will play. Ward till he's forty two if he's able. Yeah, 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 even yeah. in the but friendlies he, he doesn't. Play, he plays Walters now, and we know Walters. Walters is yeah. He's yeah. done a great job. Best, but yeah, and and he'll he'll be he'll stay there yeah. till he's ninety two if he could. <laughs> yeah, he thought yeah. he could do a job. Yeah. he's very yeah. loyal like that. For, for, for and we're delighted I, I, to have him. But it's hard to I, let go. I think you're hoping that the next generation comes in, but I don't think they're allowed to come in. No, right but it's obviously. not even
3: the next generation. Like he he's bypassed a a few players. Like Greg Cunningham is. A very good... Also Matt
2: Daugherty as yeah, well. Yeah,
3: yeah. like mm. Doherty, Doherty won Premier League player of the Yeah, that's right, so, over Hazard. And, and he's
2: not getting He's not he's getting, getting sniff in the Irish team. And that's <laughs> <just> like like, <laughs> like, uh,
3: that is... <laughs> mad stuff.
0: Yeah. yeah. And Seamus Coleman turned 30 the other day, and you think, God, I thought Seamus Coleman yeah, only 25. <laughs> and, and
1: with Matt Daugherty around, you're kind of going, well, at least we don't have to panic when Seamus Coleman's gone, because
0: he is our one player that's probably that bit above the rest, if you know what I mean. I'm looking at the team and thinking, sometimes you need to... Players in because they're your best players, and in my opinion, this, and I want your opinion on this would it be an idea to play uh, Matt Doherty and Rifle and Seamus Coleman on the right hand side of midfield? Yeah, because I think Seamus Coleman can attack, definitely yeah. better than probably I Look, like if they're definitely better than Cyrus Christie.
3: Yeah, well, I think Cyrus Christie is more of a, a, right, a right winger than he is a right wing back, and as you were saying there, if you were to play Coleman, Rifle. Or play Coleman right back and uh, have a uh, thing. Do the way around. Do, yeah, sorry, do the way around. Now, if Coleman was to go forward, you'd have Doherty to cover the spot. And it's not like you have an mm. attacking midfielder having to cover and defend I him. think they're
1: the calibre of player that you wouldn't have to overly... Sit in the training ground And go to town I'd say you can give them Taking A couple a dance, of basic yeah. instructions well, well, of all, And they'll do it
0: The two of them Naturally go forward And the two of them Naturally go back they If anything to go Oh back, I don't so. have to come
1: back Because you're there Sweet yeah. I, I, If anything Look at it as positive
2: I'd like to see Matt Doherty At left back as well Because I know he played A lot of games for Wolves Last year in the championship At left back mm. Keep yeah. calm on Right back But um, I'd like to see Harry Arthur brought back in Now after what's happened But I think he's A, good, a really yeah. good player for us It'd be interesting Up yeah. front Would you put Maguire Straight in? I'd
1: put that young yeah. kid off fucking Southampton at this stage. I'd I'd grab anybody.
2: He's our best chance of trying to get a goal scorer for us, isn't he? Yeah. The,
0: the only problem is, is that as
2: long as he doesn't start, what there's no. Longer yet. <laughs>
0: well, when you when you play one up front, he doesn't see Maguire as the strength to be able to link yeah. things up, does he? Yeah.
3: yeah. But look, if if you if you can score, what twenty one goals in twenty games? I don't care what league it is. You have proven yourself. To it's have confidence that as well, especially up front, you need it. And and Maguire has shown that like mm. he. He's had two or three fairly serious injuries in the mm. past year or two and he's bounced back every time. You know, he, he he has the resilience. He has the confidence to prove it. Yeah. We'll go. Uh, let, let's, a
0: few. How will we do? Oh. We'll go. It,
1: it won't be the same result as the last time. Uh, man, I hate saying it, but I'd probably not go in for uh, Denmark. Maybe 2-1. Love it, Wales. Oh, Wales. Draw.
2: Go. Can't back against the Irish, can we? Ah, yeah. Jack,
1: you're making me oh, you feel, feel bad now.
2: I'm <laughs> uh, gonna say one 0 Ireland on Saturday. Come on, yeah, come on, the boys. <laughs> yeah, and, um, yeah, so am I. I'm in. And then uh, Wednesday, she's <laughs> like, take a drag after that. After the last game against Wales, at yeah. this stage with the squad yeah. we have yeah.
3: Glen, one uh, one against Denmark. Uh, uh, two one against Wales.
0: Okay, I'm going for two draws and not saying if it's goalless, <laughs> but it <quite> possibly could <laughs> it on be the fence, <laughs> on the fence. On the
3: fence. Put it this way: the the
1: entertainment value will be low, <laughs> potentially. That- <creamy. laughs> ah, look, it, it's thankfully it's the Nations League. If it was the start of the qualifiers, it'd be a hell. At least you can kind of go right. Let's write these. We can have this laugh. <laughs> let's yeah. let's maybe try something a little different. And Be ready for March, if you know what I mean. He doesn't have that. No. It, we're not going to top this group now. Let's let's do something.
0: Let's get ready. Right. Just to finish off on football, we're nearly finished this section. Uh, Jack, you look obviously you're in the thick of the League of Ireland. Did you get play against UCD?
2: Yeah, we played them. I probably played them three times this year. We played them four, but I was injured for one of the games.
0: How do you think they'll cope in the in the Premier Division?
2: It's going to be very tough for them because they have a scholarship-based team. So I was going to say,
0: will they lose naturally lose players now? That's, I,
2: I don't know how many lads have finished their degrees and are going to be leaving or how many lads... Yeah, um, and then what comes in? Yeah, I don't think they're able to just sign players from outside that aren't no. doing a scholarship. So, But looking at them this year, they're a very good football side. So it's hard to get the ball off them. They tire you out with their passing game. Yeah. So I think the cup and they will do well. I played against Limerick, who were second last in the FAI Cup, and I thought UCD were far better. So mm. uh,
0: our uh, our buddy Glenn here, all right, he has a conspiracy theory on. Uh, <laughs> What's that? Like, Have you heard? Like yeah. everyone else, probably know at this it's stage, a the a <laughs> FAI Cup, Go on, Glenn.
3: It's nearer now. I think I know what he's going to say. Up our fifty draws consecutive draws since Dundalk and Cork have I avoided it. I know that each Yeah,
2: on, yeah? Uh, that's the that's the talk that they're trying to get Cork and Dundalk into the. Um,
1: Was it a penalty in the first game? Against Bowles Bowles and Cork Definitely Yeah, well, oh, it, it was, was. No.
2: No. No. Turn, the off, turn the mics off Turn the mics off We haven't show, got enough time and, uh, You can't show <laughs> your studs like
0: it. that Tell me Why <laughs> <Boy laughs> wasn't it a free out He had his leg up as high You can't show your studs <laughs> like who, that who, 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 It's who, dangerous If you win the ball No you're right if you, I, I, I got with that That's, no, If I'm you on win side. the ball Seriously If you win the ball yeah, And someone else has their foot up At the exact same height And they don't win the ball Surely the person I don't think it was I thought it was high
1: his knee
3: They both just kind of went to they both have the same at their legs. In this game, way, in this
1: day and age, whether we like it or not, I w- I'm, I'm, I'm a bit 50-50 in my decision of it, but yeah, in this so day and age, it. it's a penalty right.
3: unfortunately. Um, last question. You know, we have uh, <coughs> Finn, Harps <coming laughs> St. <laughs> Finn Harps coming up against Finn Harps coming up against Drotter now in the, in the uh, very weird play situation that we have set up now. You know. uh, who would you fancy to go on and play the team that finished bottom or second bottom of the Premier Division? I, if that is now, that I Limerick think their Finn Harps another.
2: will beat Droit and Finn Harps will beat Limerick and go. Up. Limerick, I,
0: I think they'll back that. Up. I
3: don't think it even matters with Limerick getting their their. Um, just very briefly, yes or no. Does this playoff system
1: stay again next year, or is it was that just a one-off to see? Or
2: I don't know. I think it was a great idea because at least this year, yeah. Um, you were always fighting to get into them places. Yeah. As opposed to the year before, you can only get first place. So. It was a dead league last year,
0: was that's, that's it, exactly.
2: It was one after I Any people in mid table ones. have something
0: to fight for, Water- kind of thing. Waterford had too much backing. That's it. If you,
2: get, if you cool. get one team with a bit of financial power, then
0: yeah. that's the end of it. Okay, we have to kick you out, Jack. It's been a <laughs> pleasure. <laughs> All right, we can talk football. Last night, in the match, <laughs> anyway, Lydia is waiting to uh, get on the phone. She's on next. We're going to talk uh, Khabib, McGregor, UFC, and a uh, little bit more. We'll so cheers, lads. No problems. Problems. You're
3: listening to Liffey signs on 96.4 FM.
0: Joining us on The Lion is Lydia Didal, the face and brains behind MMA Connect TV to discuss the Khabib versus McGregor fight and where the USC is heading. Lydia, welcome back to the big kickoff.
4: Hi, guys, how are you?
0: Brilliant, how's things?
4: <laughs> Good, busy, busy.
0: <laughs> well, listen, if you lost your phone, what would happen?
4: I, well I didn't I got a new phone
0: Oh you got a new Oh yeah What what you get? One. So I was I was transferring over
4: the stuff Where your aunt was like Oh god I hope I have this done Before you call me But I got it done So it's all
0: good Brilliant Listen Before we go to the fight Lydia uh, Media reports Of a nasty atmosphere Before the fight uh, On Saturday At 5pm Where VIPs were getting Kicked out of the T-Mobile arena Who's to blame For the the atmosphere Do you think?
4: Um. I mean, it's hard to say, but the UFC have got to come out and take a massive chunk of the responsibility. Um, they sold their flight and they sell fights on the back of controversy, and on the back of um, you know two fighters who, you know, the, the whole the kind of the concept of Conor and Condi is so strange to get my head around because. You know, I, I'd love to know where the actual rivalry came from. Like, the, the proper rivalry. It, it seems like it kind of got built up. Both sides were kind of, you know... Dana's done a lot of, you know, trying to build this fight off himself as well, so... It, it's, it's hard to say, but I definitely think that Dana White and the UFC have to take a massive chunk of the mm. responsibility. And by putting it all over to the elected Commission to decide what happens next, um, I think that's a little bit just like kind of pushing the blame, you know, so that when... They come out and say they can. We have a suspension. More than likely, he'll get six months. More than likely, Conor will get six months. Would they have been fighting within those six months? Probably not. So it really isn't going to affect the two fighters, and it's definitely not going to affect the UFC. Um, but unfortunately, it affects their sport. You know, it affects them in a massive way. Um, we've got a big problem, especially in Ireland, where a lot of people who are not involved in the sport um don't think that it is a sport. They think that yeah. it's barbaric. They don't understand it, and this kind of set us back you know, a
1: couple of years. Yeah, because Joe Rogan, uh, Coach Kavanaugh was on with Joe Rogan there during the week, and He said, look, I understand the kind of the build-up and the to and from but he said the other side of it is I have to go back now as, I think is he the chairman or the president of the MMA Amateur so- Association?
4: He's the president, yeah. He's the
1: president, so he says, when I have to go and have my meetings with Minister for Sports or whoever, they're going to bring this up and I have to try and kind of put that fire out, he says, when I'm trying to get it recognised as a, as a true sport within within Irish uh, in Irish sports so it, it's that that's it's that side of it where this is the problems that's going to cause.
4: Yeah, hundred percent. You know, and obviously with M um, May Connect TV, my job is in the, the local sports hall. It's in mm. the local gym. It's working with all, all the new up and coming fighters that are coming up throughout the scene, and you know, I see the effect that it has on on that end of the sport, the amateur side. You know what I mean. So it, to say that it doesn't have an effect is 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 you know not accurate. Mm. Um. Do, do I get affected by what the UFC does? Not really, you know. I I und- I love air sports, and I understand that the UFC is a money making, um, promotion. You know, they they built their name on this kind of activity. I mean, the the main press clips and the main build up for this fight was was um, uh, video clips of of Conor throwing the the dolly into the yeah. bus. You know what I mean? So, you know, I say when that happened, Dana was like, "Fantastic! We are going to absolutely." You know spin this now And and this is going to make us even more money And they'll do it with the the rematch You know what I mean Already we're talking about a rematch Already we're seeing Conor not pressing charges Where different things You know, That's all setting it up to an even bigger rematch
0: Is this something that's going to be Fairly dangerous uh, If it's let get out of control Because modern life The way it is People don't just throw boxes anymore They carry weapons And if that kind of gang warfare uh, is less sort of, less I suppose, explode uh, into the UFC. Is someone? It looks like they're waiting for someone to actually get hurt or killed before they actually stamp down. Because I know it's they're looking to make the uh, the big books, and this seems to be the only way. Because they're going through a bit of a, a bit of a slump, uh, sort of promotional wise. And Conor McGregor seems to be the only one who can sort of uh, kick that on.
4: Yeah, absolutely. You know, he he's their cash cow, and and unfortunately for them, maybe Habib listens successful because you know he he's got a very strong religious um, front. And um, you know he's he's not English, Irish, or European. He he's obviously from Dagestan. You know, so it it kind of goes against the, the sort of like Connor is such a slick marketing tool. You know, what I mean he's, he ticked all the boxes, so it's a little bit harder for them to Habib. Um, but this is a way that they can ensure that they get the pay-per-view, that they get the, the eyes on, on the, the fight or on the sport. Um, it's hard it's hard to kind of think about it from the perspective because, I mean, Dana comes out and, you know, he says, I'm disgusted by the carry-on, this shouldn't have happened, you know, people, there'll be the consequences. But, you say that on one hand and then you use all of that as publicity for a fight and, sure he said you know, the same
1: he said the same about the incident in Brooklyn but then he put the two of them together.
4: Exactly, exactly. And I mean no, nothing happened. Nothing happened to Connor. You mm. know, and I'm totally biased when it comes to Connor because yeah. I, I see the impact that he's had on the sport, especially in Ireland, um and, and, and all the great stuff that he does do for, for kids that are in his gym and, and in his community. But that carry on for Connor, I think if, if you listen to some of the the clippings, sound clippings from the fight, you know, I think it was after the, the second or third round, yeah. he started saying stuff to like, you know, it's just business, it's just business. But it, unfortunately, you have the fans who look at the sport and they don't see it as just business. They mm. take on that rivalry right. themselves personally, and we see that in all sports. You know, we see it in football, we see it in, in hurling, we see it in, in, in sports. That's what happens, and that's why it is so dangerous. You know, and um, what happened is not representative of what happens at an MMA show. This is like a this is like a Hollywood WWE. Like I've never seen anything like that before. You know, it's it's MMA is built on respect. It's martial arts. You know what I mean? It's it's it's, it's much more than that.
0: So would underground MMA people be just disappointed watching that that it's it's that kind of scene has let the yeah. sport spark down?
4: 100%. I mean, like, I remember when uh, the Brooklyn incident happened, my phone was hopping, and it was just <laughs> journalists that have no interest in anything that I'm doing with MMA Connect TV. They don't care about the sport. They don't care about the communities that are, you know, that have all these kids from disadvantaged areas that are, are making something of themselves through the sport. They don't care about that. All they care about is when Conor messes up or makes a mistake, yeah. and then they want to speak to someone like me, and they want me, they expect me to go on record. And, you know, say, oh, I'm totally against everything that he's done and, you know, and and knock him. And while I don't support anything that happened from that event, Hmm. you know, I'm definitely not going to go on the record and and say, like, he should be fine. you, You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, his bosses essentially encourage that. You know what I mean? And they encourage that behavior. But the whole gangster, you know, like... Element of, of MMA and, and the f- combat sports, this whole new thing that has kind of erupted around Connor and how he is, has just kind of, it, it's starting to transcend the sport, which is my worry. Do you know what I mean? And it's all about, you know, social media, it's all about looking tough and it's all about, you know, mm-hmm. rivalries and different stuff like that. And that's not what the sport is built on, essentially, you know? So that's my main worry.
3: Yeah, and the, you were saying that earlier on, Connor didn't get any punishment and, you know, the UFC were trying to push this all towards the athletics commission now would Dana White be sitting there or you know, the, the head honchos in the UFC be sitting there and thinking right well if we didn't push uh, punish uh, McGregor for what he done you know we can't really push Khabib so we, we'll hand this over to the athletics commission and see how they punish him
4: mm. yeah exactly so they, they, they pass the blame you know they pass the blame on to them and then what happens is if the athletics commission doesn't um, uh, Find them or, or, or you know, give them a tap on the wrist, or, or do suspend them for a long amount of time. Then they don't have to take any blame for it. And if it's a case of they get a slap on the wrist, they can brilliant. It wasn't that big a deal. Now we can set up a rematch. You know, so it, it's bad. passing the book again. The important thing to note that when the Brooklyn incident happens, Connor, every year you have to um, re um, re-register for your license to fight by the athletic Commission, it's the Nevada State Commission. Connor was actually out of license when the Brooklyn is- incident happened. So he actually wasn't at risk for losing his license. So not that I think that he's, he, you know, that was a thought in his head where he's like, why I'm going to I'm gonna do this. And, mm. you know, there's no repercussions. But the difference is Khabib actually is in license at the moment. So they may suspend his license for a couple of months. But like I said, he wouldn't have been fighting in that time anyway. He's at the stage now where they're going to need a couple of months to build up a fight. You know, it's going to have to be Tony Ferguson next or Conor McGregor uh, rematch, you know. Um, So it makes sense for them to hold off as long as possible to build it up. So even if he does get a six-month suspension, you know, um, nothing is is going to happen. And the other thing as well, you know, it's fighting. Do you know what I mean? It's not tennis, you know what I mean? And it's, it's adrenaline and it's a very strange animal, you know. And anyone who trains MMA and who's done even competitive rounds in the gym will know that, when your adrenaline and all that testosterone is floating around your body, you know, people act out in, in, in you know, maybe not the best ways. There's not an excuse for what happened in New York or last weekend, but, um, you know, I think in the heat of the moment and when you've so many people surrounding that cage and, you know, maybe Dylan was and stuff in Adam Dylan Dennis, uh, mm-hmm. he's obviously a jiu-jitsu black belt that trains are kind of... Um, you don't know, I mean, yeah, he should have, he should have composed himself in a much better fashion, especially his teammates that jumped into the case they should have done too, but look, it's it's pride on the line now, you know what I mean, and, and they're guys at the end of the day, no offence to all of you, yeah. studio, you know, but <laughs> no, I, I know. think if it was girls, you know, if it was women, you know, maybe that, that would be, be dead. the case, you know, but <laughs> um, Look, it is unfortunate
0: for that. I think we all agree that maybe the, the, the UFC need to, as being the authority on the whole, the, the the grand scale, need to put some authority down and protect the sport. As you said, it's not a sport registered, as a sport in Ireland, and hopefully it will get to that. But they need to protect the sport and not think about the short-term goals of the financial success surrounding it. Uh, Connor, which it actually looks not Connor's fault, but that's the way it, it's looking. Just to go on to the fight. Um, when did you realise that Connor was in a bit of trouble?
4: Halfway through the first round.
0: Yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Halfway through the first round. I mean, I I done an interview the the a couple of days beforehand, and um, I was asked you know predictions, and I hate giving predictions because it's so hard to tell. It just depends on who's better, who executes their game plan better on the night, you know, um, and that's good for all sides. Um, but what I had said was it—it it, it definitely does come down to who can execute the game plan, who can who can get in there first. I thought he was way too, um, you know, maybe he was prepared. He prepared in kind of a more—he uh, should have been more aggressive. I think he was a little bit more. He played a defensive role um, in the fight, you know. Um, and for anyone that does any grappling or does jiu-jitsu, to see the way that Khabib had tied him up every time he took him down, and he wrapped his legs up. Near impossible to get out of, you know, and, and kind of done really, really well um, to get back to his feet a couple of times. Also, we had that round, third round, I think it was, where, you know, he won that round, which is the first time that Habib has ever lost a fight or lost a round in the UFC, you know. And for all the talk and all the different things that have gone on, let's not forget that Habib is 27 and 0, you know, and it's professional. Absolutely. Career. Yeah. Absolute animal, you know. um, But, uh, you know, so many people are commenting no, oh Connor didn't look like himself he didn't do this you know the, the other thing who's to say he's been out of the sport he's been out of fighting for two years you know what I mean and, and maybe it was a little bit of ring rust um, or maybe he was just a stronger man the better man of the might which, which he was you know
3: uh, like um, that type of fighter as well is also he, he, McGregor's type of weak type of fighter oh
4: absolutely it's the worst type of opponent that Connor could go up against you know Um Connor kind of capitalizes on when you rush in or when you you're aggressive. You know he capitalizes on not being calm and, and you know throwing that overhand overhand left. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, I, I did. I obviously love every fight. Uh, you know I, I love the sport, but uh, I I didn't enjoy seeing Connor like that. I like I like you know staying up till five a.m. With, yeah. You know, on the the special occasions where like all my friends get together because it's Conor McGregor fight, and you know see him be dominant,
1: and, yeah.
4: you know execute why why he's the you know this massive superstar, um so it was uncomfortable. I thought he done very well for the for the four rounds, but um you know when when Habib gets your back, you know we've had loads of his teammates say that he's like a wet blanket, you know, and that that neck crank, um. You know, there was, there's not much that
0: you can do in that. No. In that I um we, we, we put a post up. I think it's more a disappointment, um, because you know, everyone looks at Connor and wants wants him to succeed because you you want someone who's that confident to go on and, and do great things. I think a lot of people were disappointed. We put a post up which had uh hugging for the best part of the fight uh not not really what we, we wanted to see. Basically, it was more of a a look at the, the fight and disappointed that Connor couldn't contest in that area. We, we actually got a comment on it from uh, Philip Barlow, who said, "Well, you're an ignorant wanker who knows nothing about sport. Hugging, yeah. Christ, what a pathetic way of describing a, a, a nonce technique. It wasn't actually on the... The actual techniques of the fight But it was just disappointing Because you're going in for such a a big fight And you know that uh, Khabib's strength is his wrestling That there was absolutely no No sense that Conor was going to be able to compete at all Is is this probably because you can't spend two years Out of competitive fights And then expect to compete?
4: Yeah, I I mean I think it's I think it's a little bit definitely from that Conor I also think, you know Habib is definitely underestimated when, you know, it's so hard to load the final set of form have come in and said that I just, there's no way that I could have prepared for what I endured in those five rounds or in those three rounds with everyone mm. fighting at the time. And I think that might have been the case with Connor as well. Like, you know, one thing that you can't say about Connor is he doesn't have heart. You know what I mean? He, that he, He's a phenomenal athlete. I mean, look, he, he is one of the greatest fighters that have ever, ever been in the UFC. He's the greatest fighter that's ever come out of this country, and probably that ever will come out of this country. In MMA. Um maybe he was a little bit underprepared. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? I find it hard to believe that John, his, his coach John Kavanagh and and his team would have sent him into that fight underprepared. No. you know I'm sure they would have crossed off absolutely every area and ring rust, had, ring rusty, ring rust perhaps. Perhaps, you Plus know. you're going yeah.
1: in against the very best.
4: It going in against the, the very fight, best. First fight, you know, um, you're asking for, for um, it. You know, Habib didn't seem rattled at all during the, the no. press. Uh, the build-up, the, the media day, the, the press conference and stuff. He didn't seem rattled at all, you know. And I think this was maybe was the first time that we saw Conor, or saw his opponent, not get rattled by it and mm. not be fazed by it at all, you know. So, um, you know, and I think then as well, like, it's so it drains your energy so much if you've spent an hour on bottom where somebody is absolutely like just mauling it, you. you know, you it, it takes a lot to be able to to um mentally overcome that. Mm. And I think we saw, you know, for, for two rounds, then obviously we were the third, he got dropped, you know, who who thought Habib had that kind of <laughs> power to drop him, do you know what I mean? Like we were all screaming when it happened. Um, you know, but uh yeah, what what can you say? Do you know what I mean? What what can you say about the ring was maybe it was, you know. He realised when he was in there how, how, how tough the fight was going to be, how, how much he was going to have to grind to try and get the win. Um, but I think all, in all it just comes. For me, it comes down to be being the better fighter on the night, you know. And for the guys that are leaving comments saying that you know it's just two guys hugging each other, go to a gym and do a round of jiu jitsu or do a round of grappling and, and and see what it's like. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't. I doubt you'd last the rounds.
3: Um, like you were, you were saying, McGregor is the cash cow of the UFC, which is it's obvious. Like he, he clearly is the money making machine there, and he can go in and he can slam, slam down his contract on the table and say, right, I, this is in my contract, but I want this fight. And you know, I was that part of it. His problem with this fight, he went in and he demanded the the big fight rather than you know treating the UFC like or treating MMA like the the sport that is. And when you take two years out, you know you. You're not going to really come back as the same fighter. Yeah, you could come back better, but chances are you're not going to come back at the same quality you left at. Eh?
4: Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, we saw it with Tyson Fury in boxing. You know, when he made a comeback, they didn't <laughs> give him the best heavyweight that there was straight away. Do you know what I mean? They eased him into it, and you see that with a lot of fighters, they'll take maybe you know the the number four ranking or five ranking, and then they'll work their way back up to getting a, a championship defense. It's a little bit hard to say. Definitely, I, I think that Connor would have gone in and gone, give me a beep, I want the biggest fight, I want the payday. And I think maybe the UFC would have encouraged that as well, because obviously, you know, put, sending him in against somebody that's uh, another unknown, and, and it kind of, it diminishes the kind of marketing that they've put into him, you know what I mean, I feel. Mm. It, it would be kind of like setting him up again to, uh, you know, going in two, three more fights and then getting the big fight. Definitely, two years out, Come back, massive big press tour, massive money regime being put into it and fight the, 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 the current champion. You know what I mean? And then it was the whole thing of he was saying, you know, the belt got taken off him and he was only out of UFC USA and, and different stuff like that. Um, and, you know, I think that that's the one admi- the, the admirable quality about him as a fighter is he's a real fighter. Do you know what I mean? And he's a fighter's fighter and he never shies away from a proper challenge. And to the risk him losing like that at that fight was massive do you yeah. know what I mean it was a massive risk for him to take but he still took it
0: so yeah. well, ho- you know, ho- ho- hopefully fun. hopefully the next step is a, a positive step for him because I know everyone in Ireland some people he annoys some people he gets uh, under the skin of, of, of quite a lot of people with some of the things he says because obviously as Khabib said sometimes there's respect maybe there, you shouldn't step over some lines but there's no doubt that everyone uh, looks at him and uh, wants him to take that extra step and be one of, of the greatest uh, so let's hope that uh, in, in the next year or two if he stays in the sport that long that is that uh, he, he makes positive steps listen have you got Lydia anything uh, coming up that's worth a mention
4: absolutely <laughs> um, or it's worth a mention are you mad you have only
0: 30 <laughs> seconds go oh, I'm <laughs> I'm,
4: well I'm in Manchester tomorrow we're covering our very first UK show tomorrow it's a UK show called La with the biggest promotions in my site so um Onto big things.
0: Brilliant stuff. Listen, uh, uh, everyone can follow you where?
4: Uh, at M8Connect TV on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, the whole lot.
0: Everywhere, everywhere. everywhere okay. Everywhere. Listen, Lydia. Thanks very much for coming on again. It's been brilliant having you on, and uh, hopefully the next time you come on, it's when he's holding the belt cleanly absolutely. over his
4: head. Absolutely, absolutely. No, worries, no. I'll talk to so much.
0: Cheers. Okay. Thank thanks, Lydia. thanks, Talk to you okay, soon. Okay, guys. Bye. Soon. bye. 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 Bye.
1: Okay. Very. Very quick mention to the biggest female boxing tournament that's happening this weekend and Luke and the Escar Female Box Cup uh, yes. down in St. Uh, St. Paul. Um, the Christian Brothers. What, what are they called? Yeah, Closte- Christian Brothers. Gloucester Fr- Christ- Christ- Christ. Jesus Christ. <laughs> they're to help me all life. So yeah, starting from tomorrow. Biggest and one in the world. Biggest, uh, biggest amount. Amen. So they're coming from all over again as usual for Eddie and all the boys down there. So I wish them all the best and uh, maybe get them on afterwards and see how it all got on.
0: We will talk to you next week and um, we have a two-hour show Saturday week. Uh, we are live from the IFA, Irish American Football Association. I left out an A. And their Irish Wolfhounds are playing the Belgian Barbarians. Keep an eye on our Facebook pages, etc. And uh, keep a listen now. Talk to you next week.